So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great guest coming from Vancouver, British Columbia. Mr. Leo Wilk is on the line. Leo, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me, Pat. Hey, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Leo, so we can get to know you better. Sure. So I I technically started in real estate, let's call it 2007, 2008. Uh, I was in the pre-sale marketing world, so doing pre-sale sales. We were doing, you know, condos, recreational properties. My first actual, Leo, this is your sales job, uh, was in a recreational area called Peachland in British Columbia, and that was June, July, 2008. So obviously, you know, it didn't go well. Um, so things really took a turn for me. I had to move back. Define recreation. What, what do you mean recreational properties? Well, so this project was attached to a Relay and Chateau hotel. So there was 20 really, really nice kind of manor homes on this, on this bench land. So on this perch looking at the water, it wasn't waterfront, but the view was with the lake. And what it is, is people buy those as second homes. So a lot of people okay. from Alberta were buying there, but Realistically, long story short, you know, obviously summer 2008 happened. First thing to, you know, feel it was the recreational side. Um, and we, I think we sold one home. I never got paid from it. And I had to move back to Vancouver. I, had, I called my boss at the time and said, hey, like, I can't afford to be here anymore. I've, I've got to go home and do something else. And they understood it because they saw that there was just nothing going on. So fast forward, I, I kept my license, got a couple jobs really quick and just kind of got a lucky break where I got another phone call from someone who had, um, this was probably middle 2009 what we what they did is they packaged together a bunch of pre-sale condos from these big developers and they just killed the prices so i got on board with that and then we started selling again and then eventually when i got to two i think late 2010 early 2011 when i decided to go on my own i mean the the main reason was i I was selling these pre-sale projects and i didn't believe in a lot of the stuff i was selling but i still had to do it because the developer was my boss and if i didn't sell obviously it wouldn't work so i got to a point where i called them and said hey i can't do this anymore i'm going to go on my own and you know a couple of them said oh you'll be back you'll be back i said fair enough but uh you know i want to you know i want to offer a little bit more service and this is how i can see myself doing it um and then i've been on my own yeah since i guess early 2011 is when i became you know my own real estate agent company let's call it 2011 okay yeah yeah and uh okay so let's let's uh let's go to first let's go to today like uh, how many yeah. houses have you sold in the last 12 months so uh, give or take around 40, it's looking like right now. I don't, I don't track that stuff too good. I've got some off-market sales, so I just went to my MLS listings, uh, but it's around uh, 40, 40 sales. Okay. And what was your ECI, your ego commission on those 40 sales there? So that's hovering around 600,000. Um, I will say Canadian, just so, you, so everyone knows it's oh, like- Oh, uh, yeah, good point, right? $10,000 American or something like that, but uh, yeah. no, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is Canadian dollars, but- What is uh, we, What is it? What is it? What's the I don't even know what the rate is right now. I think you want to, I mean, we, I think I have to pay like almost 30% for American dollars or something right now. So whenever I go to the States and I go often for vacation, it, uh, it really adds a lot of cost to the trip. That's for sure. But uh, it's not, uh, it's not good for us. I'd be buying in uh, Scottsdale right now if, if the dollar was a little closer. <laughs> why, why, why are the Canadians buying? I have a friend of mine just bought a house in Scottsdale who lives in Canada. 
it's close. It's easy to get to, and it's go- you know we golf, right? So I love golfing. Um, I love the homes out there. I love the lifestyle. It's healthy. You know, every time I go down there, I've got this trainer that I see and things like that. So it's just a really nice lifestyle there. Um, you know, obviously it's not waterfront, which a lot of vacation properties are, but for us, we just look at it. It's quick to get to, and you can really rent the homes out when you're not there in Scottsdale. I find too. So guys, that that that's about four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I just did a converter, so it's about seventy five percent or 125%, however you want to look at yeah. it. But, but okay, cool. So, all right. So what'd you net, right? You made 600 well, or say 450. Yeah, you net, yeah. I tried to calculate as best I can, uh, give or take, you know, 5% each way. I have it around 80% is, is what I net. Um, so costs, I run my costs pretty low. Do you, what are you at a brokerage or you're on your own or what? I'm not a brokerage, but uh, we pay per, per deal, just a percentage. We don't have monthlies or anything like that. Well, um, what's the, the percent one, you pay them? 6%, 6%. Total. Per, yeah, total per deal. Yeah. And then and then fourteen percent more in expenses plus that six percent. Well, sorry, that six percent was after I paid them. So I get I get uh, the the numbers I was going off was after I paid my. Oh, the four fifty US or yeah. six hundred Canada was after you've already paid your six percent franchise fee and all my other expenses for listings, marketing, all that stuff too. Again, I'm not the best at tracking this stuff. I'm really so you probably made better. more like okay. All right, so you probably made more like seven hundred grand Canadian or or five hundred US. Oh yeah, uh, I guess yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtract yeah. out, okay. All right, well, anyways, we get the point. So, okay, so uh, forty deals, and uh, what what percentage are buyers? What percentage are sellers? Uh, it's about eighty twenty, I would say. I'm starting to get a little bit more buyers, but I I kind of my, my website and everything I do is marketed towards you know highlighting listings and marketing listings. So I think that's why I've I've got a little bit more uh, wow, of the so, listings so, side, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So we need to talk about this. This is good news. I mean, so where are you getting all your listings from? Well, many sources, but my number one source is my, my own website, actually. So I went heavy on the online presence a long time ago, um, which is, I think in, in 2016, I spent every morning from 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. studying this book and implementing it into my website because I paid people so much money and they could never get it to where I wanted. I decided to do it on my own. So what that's turned into is I get a ton of organic online leads now. Um, and for me, those have been the best leads other than obviously referrals and sphere of influence and all that stuff. But the online leads I'm getting straight to my website. So I'm not, you know, I don't have other websites that just draw people in and we have to call them like a lot of people are doing. So the minute I get one of those leads, I jump on them right away. And that's the, that's probably 50% of my listings. And then the rest is repeat business because I've been at it for a while now. Referrals obviously are big and sphere of influence, which is obviously a big thing too. So, so how do you have a website that is targeting sellers because as you know like 95 percent of all websites out there target buyers right they, yeah yeah people go to websites because they want to look at houses to see online yeah you know, sellers very rarely go to you know looking for an agent to list with so so how do you do that how, how are you getting this you know i don't know maybe it's different out here but I, the majority of the online leads that get to my website are all people looking to sell and I don't know, maybe it's just a little bit different, but like why, 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 why are they going to your website versus, uh, you know, any other real estate agent in Vancouver? Yeah. Well, so if they Google, you know, Vancouver realtor or talk, whatever keywords we have initiated, I know they're talking to not just me, right? They'll probably meet two or three people. That's why I try to jump on them right away. So the minute I get an online lead, the first compliment I always get is like, wow, you replied fast. Cause I try to call those leads instantly. And, you know, if I can go and meet them within 24 hours, odds are no one else can act that fast. So that's how I do it. But I know they're talking to probably two other people. And I kind of have an idea who they are because I know who's got the better online presence in Vancouver. And, you know, if they hit, you know, 
I, it's funny too, because Google Maps, right? I, my, my grid that I have around our office, that's where you get a lot of your organic traffic. Because people just go online, they say Vancouver Realtor, if they're within, what is it, 10 kilometers we have it, that's when I'll register to them. So I do a lot in a few certain areas based on that as well. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. so l- l- let's talk about Vancouver. And it's kind of, I think you're the first guest from Vancouver. I had some, oh. maybe maybe from surrounding areas. But, you know, I, I know it's a funky place in that um, I was there. You guys had all this Chinese money coming in, right? Yeah. It was Asian money yeah. coming in. Uh, people were just buying properties for cash, letting them sit empty. Can you, can you take yeah. us back to the beginning and tell us a story of, of what happened with that and what's happened recently, what's happening now, you know, the, the whole thing. Sure. So, I mean, it started becoming public, let's say in the media, you know, five, six years ago, it's always, there's always been international money here. And the, the, the media loves to target one thing. So they've obviously said Chinese money, but I've helped people from Russia, from Brazil, from wherever, you know, People want to be in Vancouver. One, it's safe. Two, it's clean. You know, a lot of countries, their money feels safer here than it, you know, in our real estate than it does in their own banking system or whatever the case may be. So we help a lot of people just because they want to get here. You know, the people from Brazil, they were just like, we don't want to be in our country. It's not safe. We want to come to where we feel safe, clean, things like that. So, it, you know, the media turned into just the Chinese buyer. Um, and you see that in most markets. That yeah, but why? But why? Why Vancouver? I mean, you, you have well, some sort of incentive, right? Because they could have went anywhere. It could have went U.S., Canada, they could have went, you know, millions of places. Our real estate was relatively cheap for for Chinese buyers, um, you know, when they put in perspective to where they're coming from. Again, safety, clean, beautiful scenery. So you were here, you saw, you know, you you can go skiing one day, finish off on your sailboat later, and then be sitting in the sun getting a suntan. So there's, you know, you kind of got everything here. And and we are, you know, running out of inventory. So people are running out of space, I should say. So people really started buying. That was the main reasons they've told us. And again, did they give them citizenship if they spent a certain amount of money there? No. And that's what, that's, that's kind of what's come up in the last few years is how come they're not paying income tax here on these properties. And that's, I think you just heard about the empty homes tax and the, the vacancy tax. That's what's now come up no, in the last. Pretend, tell me about years. it. So what it is, is if you have a home in Vancouver now and you don't rent it out because they, they say there's a rental crisis, or if you're just having it sit empty, there's, you're going to get taxed for, for doing that. You're going to get fined if you don't you know submit your, your declarations. If you're late, you're going to get a late charge on them. So they really just... They really just, it was really politically motivated, you know, if you ask most people. And well, really there just, was all these nice houses just sitting empty and the grass was growing real high and what, what was going on? Yeah, so people were just saying, I can't afford a home because people with money are buying them and just letting them sit there. Right, right? so, so the average guy taking up the inventory. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in Vancouver, and I hate to say using, it. Not using the inventory, just letting it Well, sit. yeah, and I hate to say Vancouver, but most people, can, you know, the average person in Vancouver can't afford housing right now. It is very expensive here. And it's just one of those things where it, it got out of control, but the, when they reacted, it was just too late. We went through a, you know, four or five year appreciation of like 30 to 40% on most places. So the, the, right. the funny thing is that the Chinese buyer, you know, they did make up a small portion of our market, but the portion that they really made up, made up a lot of buying was in the high-end market. So let's say, I think we had it at 3 million plus. They were buying a lot of it. So the, the guys in West Vancouver, that was the predominant buyer. So wait a minute, when you say 30, 40% a year. Not a year, that, sorry. Since for the last five years, it went up about 30, 40%. Total. Yeah. So 6% a year for five years, roughly. Something sure. like that. Yeah. So it, it really, so you bought, yeah, so you bought a house for a million dollars, it's worth a million it's worth a million three, a million four, five years yeah, later. That's fair. 
Yeah, okay. it has come down a little bit now, but the appreciation just, it was so fast and no one saw it coming that now it caused a lot of anger because now a lot of people are priced out of the market, right? Even more so. And, and, and it was supply and demand and that the demand yeah. all of a sudden was sudden. People were like, put your money here. It's safe. And, and I guess the government, I'm sure there's, there's other reasons, other political yeah. reasons why you would put your money there versus somewhere else. And then so that all the prices got jacked up. Now, how's it doing now? Like are prices starting to come down? They still going up? What's going on? No, so they're they're leveling off a little bit right now. So, you know, again, in the higher end markets, they've come off a little bit more. You know, some people are saying five to ten percent. In the condo market, they they've leveled off a little bit, but we're not noticing that ten percent. But we are, you know, I've sold some homes this year and I said, Hey, you know, they said, What's my price? I tell them, they get mad at me because last year it was worth more. I said, I get it. Last year it was worth this, but now you're here. But the good news is what did you buy? Oh, you bought it in 2010. You still made a ton of money. It's just not as much as you once did. And timing it perfectly is almost impossible. And, and how many of these empty houses that, that foreigners, you know, have bought are still in existence? Yeah, that, I mean, they're trying to track it right now and get the numbers out there. I've never been a huge, I've never really believed that whole story. Um, I think there are some empty homes, don't get me wrong. But again, if you've got a three, four, or $5 million empty home, I don't care, right? N neither mm -hmm. does 99% of the market out there. But that's, the funny thing is every time they put these new initiatives in place, what we found is the, the, the prices of the lower end stuff, I mean, I don't want to call it lower end when you're buying, you know, $700,000, $800,000 one bedroom. We've seen those prices steadily increase. And even when we thought it was going to drop this year, we're starting to see sales are picking up again. And again, once you get to a, a better price point, it is helping. The biggest thing that changed our market was the bank. So they raised rates. They made it much more difficult to get mortgages, which is not a bad thing. We don't want to go through anything like that again. So, so I'm not... What, what they, like, what's that mean? Like they raise it from what to what? What are we at right now? I and mean, every time I call my mortgage broker, we can't get ideas because it's so different for everyone. But I think we're hovering... I mean... On the high side, you're looking at 5%, but some people are still in the threes, I would say. But on top of that, the, the biggest problem that we found with the, it wasn't a problem, they, they introduced what's called the stress test. And the stress test was you actually have to qualify for much more than your actual mortgage is going to be. I can't remember the exact number right now, but you know, say you wanted a $700,000 mortgage, you actually needed to qualify for like eight fifty or 900000 And a lot of people couldn't get those mortgages. That's what really... You know, I hate the word, I hate using the word cool, but it balanced our market out. And now the banks are already saying, well, guys, we're going to start coming down on our rates a little bit. It looks like they're already smartening up because they attacked their own industry, right? They're, that, they're not making money anymore. Yeah, well, that's fascinating. Very fascinating. Yeah. Um, so whole different world, but it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, we've had a lot of quick changes happening in Vancouver these days, that's for sure. Yeah, and a lot of, a lot of I mean, from what I was talking to a local guy, a lot of people are, you know, they'll, they'll, send their kids to college there right from other countries and we have a great schooling system here exactly is it free if you live there i mean is there there's a no no you have to pay for it yeah yeah it's it's cheap, they're just good schools probably cheaper than you know elsewhere right? that's for sure yeah okay yeah and then they were just sending their children there and living in these big houses um driving these really expensive cars and they're only like 19 20 years old Exactly. So that, and yeah, it, there was a couple of stories, you know, Ferrari outside of the mansion and you know, what's your job on title student, right? So we, we saw a lot of that, but I don't know. I, I always have this theory. If, if, if you're, if you can afford or your family can afford to buy you a $4 million home while you're going to school, you're allowed to do that, right? It's not, uh, oh, it's not yeah, criminal right. to do that. So that's the problem is people thought it was a uh, criminal in Vancouver to own real estate. For, it's just kind of, we've had a, a pretty big uh, 
again, media cause, political cause, and, you know, there's some locals who are angry. And it's understandable. Well, you know, I read an interesting statement the other day. It said the only reason why some, a human being hates another human being, the only reason is it stems from the, the one having something that the other one doesn't have. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. That's like uh, Instagram right now is like, uh, you know, realtors, you know, for lack of better words, it's just contests between realtors on there. I find half the time, just listen, just sold. And my big thing was I, once I, you know, I've got someone running my Instagram for the most part now, so I don't have to look at it all the time. My life's gotten so much better because I'm not, I'm not worried about other people. I'm just kind of focused on myself now, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what else are you doing specifically to like get business? Um, so again, yeah, number one is my, my, my website again. So that's organic results. I used to do Google AdWords a lot. Again, I, I, I had a couple of books that I, I taught myself how to do this. I turned off my AdWords about, I want to say two years ago now to test if my organic results were, were going to work and they, they have, so I haven't turned them back on. I probably will eventually. Um, obviously, referrals are number one for most agents. I do get a lot of referrals and that stems from, you know, just providing a good service for the clients I work with. I seem to just get them, you know, Referral sphere of influence. My sphere of influence is funny. So my friends and family, it was actually really hard for me to get business off them when I first started because, you know, where I came from, I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, I, I'll, I'll say about myself. And uh, it took me a while to, to, to crack that market. So I do a lot for friends now, not too much family, but friends. And that is, you know, I'll consider that referral based as now, well. Was that in your head or was that real like that you would call people and be like, hey, I'm in the business and they're like, well, you know, and I, sure I, I, I understand it. I'm not um, sure you're going to succeed. I mean, did, did someone come out and say that to your face? Well, it's just more, you know, I did you have a checkered past? I mean, did you like what? It wasn't a, a bad past, but yeah, I got a little bit later started in life. I would say I went to college, but you know, a bit later after everyone. So I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a total screw up. But when I got in the business, um, it was after I went to school, and you know, real estate is very important for people. So when you have someone who's new, a couple of years in the business, they're still like, oh, I don't know, you know, you know, business decision. I have to go this direction. And luckily, I kind of like it, and I always. Uh, Pardon my language here, but I always say to new agents, they're like, what's your number of advice? I go, just get, get ready to get shit on because you're going to lose some business. You're going to have friends who are not going to use you and it's going to hurt, but you got to take that and you got to use that for, you know, for the better and learn from it. And just, I see so many realtors who have been in the business for 20 years and they, you know, a friend uses me and they, they I get a call saying, this guy just called me and, and ripped, ripped me a new one for an hour. I'm like, wow, what, what is he thinking? Like, that means you'll never, right? So I hear that a lot where I was able to just, move forward from it. I learned a lot. And now I, I get a lot of that because they see that I, I do good work out there. So again, it's, I don't think it was all in my head. Maybe it was a little bit, but um, it was, it was a hard network to crack for me, but now, now it's all me. Yeah. Well, you're doing a lot of juggling, right? You know, you're doing three to four deals a month. So you're pretty yeah. busy. Like what, what sort of uh, technology do you use currently, whether it's apps or software, that sort of thing that's helping you, that's helping you skim time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's funny. The, the number one thing I use on my, on my phone is the reminders. So about 100 times a day, I, I hit, uh, hey, Siri, and I say, remind me to do this at this time. Remind me to do this at this time. So my to-do list is on my phone now. used to be on paper, and I called myself the king of writing down to-do lists, but I never do anything because I have six different to-do lists all over. So now it's on my phone, and when I show people this, they actually really like it because, you know, as a realtor, you're driving a lot. So yeah. whenever I'm driving, I just go, hey, Siri, remind me to call this person at, you know, in, in two hours or tomorrow or Thursday, whatever the case may be. And I found that's really helpful. So me. you'll literally um, say, you'll talk to somebody and, and they're like, we're going to sell, but not till the summer. And you'll say, hey, Siri, remind me to call, you know, Frank Clevitz at, at, at June 3rd at one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of that. Yeah. And then we, we so ironically, we just implemented a database this year and I can't, like I was going off uh, Excel spreadsheets forever, which was a huge mistake. 
But what mm. happened is I got to a point where I was so busy, I just couldn't get things organized. And since hiring someone, uh, I've had someone working with me now for half a year, uh, a little bit more than that, actually. She, she had come from a, a different realtor and I said, what database do you use? And she said this one. I said, buy it, pay for it, and just please get it going. <laughs> what is it? it? It's called Realvolve. Yeah, Realvolve. Pretty, yeah, 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 people on I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't do the the automated stuff. I don't do, you know, the flow charts. I literally just use a database to. I try to do all my own follow up, right? I don't want. I don't send mass emails to my database. I don't do any of that. I never have. And you know, once in a blue moon, maybe I'll send out one email a year that you know, you know, hey, I've got a partner now, or whatever the case may be down the road. But I just use it as ranking people when to follow up. So on, on top of the iPhone, I have it in the database too when I need to contact people, birthdays you know, anniversaries, things like that. So now we're starting to, to get into that stuff a little bit more as well. And it was funny because going through my database, and this is good advice for people is I was putting people in and I was like, oh my gosh, I have not spoke to this person for seven years. I'm like, I, I guarantee they've sold wow. them and they've bought. Yeah. And luckily uh, they haven't too much. And there was a couple people that bought or whatever. And I said, you know what? Good. I, you deserve to buy with someone else. I, I wasn't doing my job properly anyways. Luckily though, again, it comes back to, I, I focus my business on pure customer service. So as far as, you know, getting listings and when I, when I service them or working with buyers um, and a lot of people still, I thought this guy's for sure sold. It's been seven years and they haven't. And I check in with them like, Oh, good to hear from me. Yeah, we're still here. We're, you know, we'll talk to you, you know, a couple of years. We're ready to go. So I got pretty lucky in that case. So Leo, tell me about your time management. Like how do you block time? What do you do? Like what's your, what's your average day of Leo look like? Yeah, so um, the, 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 my, my time management skills actually came from reading The Shift again. I've always been pretty organized, but I read The Shift, I think it was last year in December. And as we get busier, I said, okay, I'm going to try something new. So they had this time blocking chart. I don't, even, I don't even know if I got it from them, but they gave me the, that book gave me the idea um, because our market was shifting. So I said, hey, this is the perfect book to read again right now. Um, so my day, you know, typically I get up, I get up pretty early. I like to get up between 5 and 5.30. I read that book, The Miracle Morning, and uh, just kind of got, uh, got on the train there. Um, so I like to get up between 5 and 5.30. I, I slam a bunch of water with, uh, you know, lemon or salt or whatever in it. Um, tried, tried meditating this year. I actually really like it. I do only about 5 to 10 minutes. I, I you know, I don't. I don't road rage on the way to the office or anything anymore. I'm finding, so I, I, I attest, we have bad traffic in Vancouver. So I test that to the meditating. That's the only thing I can, I can think of. If I check my phone before meditating, it's, it, I can't even do it. So my oh, big thing is like, yeah, that's a big yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Do not look at my phone for, you know, at least until 7 a.m. If, mm. if that's the case, okay. usually I'm, I'm going to the gym somewhere between seven and eight, sometimes six 30 if I'm working out on my own. But I, I, you know, I go to yoga, I do this kickbox and I try to work out as much as I can. And then by the time I'm done the workout, I, I feel so good after if you, you know, everyone knows if you work out early in the morning, you feel so good going into the day. And then I typically get to the office, you know, anywhere between let's say eight to nine. And then the first hour is kind of just getting everything prepped again, talking to, you know, I'll call her my assistant, but she's so much more than that. We're, we're trying to invent a new word for her right now. And she knows that, but um, <laughs> so, talk to her, get everything you organized you on start her. out by going executive assistant or, or well i told her of staff or, or yeah i you know uh, you know uh, something something better than assistant because she doesn't do you know i don't get her to do my lot like pick up dry cleaner or do anything stupid like that everything director she does, of operations yeah. there you go and she's going to be like or she's just got licensed so now she's going to be working on getting business too which is great so talk to her for a little bit get, pretty much catch up on emails all these odds and ends I need to do. And then I try to make uh, lead generation 10 to 12 every day. 
Um, what I found is Mondays that became impossible. So I pushed it a little bit because Mondays are just so many things to do, I find. Uh, so Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 12, I try to do lead generation. Um, again, I don't even love that word because like, I don't call, I hate calling clients clients. I hate, I don't call myself a salesperson. So I've got a lot of things that, you know, the, the wording I'm using is a little bit different. I call my clients, my friends, and it's funny because my girlfriend bugs me all the time. She's like, you think everyone you work with is your best friend? I'm like, I, I get, I get sad when I don't talk to them anymore after, after the sales done or after I've helped them buy. So what a psychology it's, it's, uh, though. I mean, that's a great psychology, right? Yeah. So you don't, you don't call anyone you're working with clients, customers, nothing. You call them friends. I just, no, I love I, the psychology yeah. behind that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like calling them clients. I feel uncomfortable. And my, I say my, the biggest insult you can call me is a salesman. Like I just do not like that work. I do not like being <laughs> sold. I don't like selling people. And you want I them really to call you a friend? Yeah. Yeah, friend or, you know, I just, I, I focus on customer service. So I say I'm service orientated, you know, marketing and, and customer service. And when it, when the, when the, when the whole transaction is done, they, you know, everyone gets it. They're like, wow, like I send them all these to do's and I'm very organized. Um, you know, every time something happens, I've got my own little flow chart of, okay, we're going to send them this to do email next. We're going to send them the documents by the time that whether they're buying or selling, by the time that they're moving into, let's call it a condo, it's a little bit more difficult to move into. They know who to call to book the elevator. They know what, you know, they pretty much know from A to Z what they need to do and they love it because they're like, Leo, like you just made this so much easier. And then I don't, need, I don't need to ask for a referral. If someone's looking to buy, typically they'll be like, hey, Leo, this guy's looking to buy, give him a call. So I just, I just go and do it because I really don't ask. I don't have it on my email signature. I don't ask for referrals. They just come naturally based on service and that's kind of how I pride myself. So Leo, how do you beat an agent that, let's say there's an agent that's been in business 20 years, has got a giant yeah. team and, and yeah. tons of advertising and, you know, you, when you Google their name, there's tons of shit that shows up. Like, yeah. what, how, how does Leo beat them on a listing appointment? Well, the, the, the way I focus on it is I try to, I, so I call myself the no team team when I meet a client and they go, the what no are you talking about? Okay. The no team team. I go, look, I go, I've got people in place to help me. I've got, you know, an assistant who's more than that. I've got two gentlemen who help me with open houses, but they're the same people all the time. And I pay yeah, them to do them. Random agents or something. You know, yeah, they aren't random. random. We don't send, these are the same guys. They're informed on the list. And I go, but I go, the reason I have those people in place is so that I can be here right now. When I'm showing, when the showing comes to your property, I don't have a showing agent. A lot of agents are like, oh no, I have a showing agent, but on the second showing, I'll be there. I'm like, yeah, right. Most, <laughs> a lot of people are buying it on the first showing anyway. Mm, so I, I say to my client, I go, I, I've got these people in place as a team. Yes, but it's so I can be here today. So I can be at your open houses. I go, I would lie to you if I can be at every single one. But if we plan it in advance, it should work. You know, I do try to take time off as well when I'm out of town, things like that. But, and when it comes to showings, I do my own showings. I want to be there. Again, if I can't do the showing, I tell them, I go, just so you know, I'm not doing the showing. Chantel is, but she knows everything about your place too. But the, the, ma like the majority of the calls that you get on your cell phone, like what ring do you pick them up on? Oh, an incoming call? Yeah. Oh, pretty, yeah, it's right away. So all my websites got to go to my personal cell phone. I've separated my, um, my business number to my personal number. So agents only call my business number. So that number's out there so because- that, That's like what's in MLS or whatever. Exactly. And I, and I, I, I noticed, you know, the biggest time wasters out there are other agents. So I realized that, you know, a couple of years ago, got a different uh, cell phone line and, you know, my, my assistant actually has it now. So I don't use, I don't have that phone Monday to Friday. So I the agents the go to the assistant yeah. on the weekday and then, you know, any, any buyer or seller automatically goes to you. Yeah. Cause my personal uh, cell phone's on. No, I like that. They come pick yeah. it up on a, a half of a ring every time. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's, I said the incoming, when I get an incoming uh, lead on my website, I call them like, in, like, I'll drop whatever I'm doing, run outside and give them a call. Cause I know that if I get them right away, I, I get, I get it all the time. Like, wow, 
you called fast. They go, yeah, I always will. Don't worry. Like I'll always pick up your call. It's kind of once we have a, a listing or a buyer too, we set up a group chat with my work line, my line and their line so that my assistant, she's booking all the showings with agents. She has my schedule on both phones. She's able to just coordinate everything. And I'm always in the loop, right? So I'm always knowing what's going oh, on. So sort of like <laughs> an email, but it's a text and you just see she sent a text from the business cell. Yeah. You know, and you, and you could just redo if you, if you want to, you could spend 10 minutes reading through the business cell uh, text. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and she, great. you know, it, it just made it a little bit easier on me. And, you know, I tell her, I say, when that, when it's seven, she sometimes she'll message me at nine at night for stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, this guy's message you at nine. You answer him tomorrow. I go, you're not, I don't want you, you know, if, 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 if a realtor is messaging at 9 p.m. for a showing at 10 a.m. the next day, he's dropped the ball or she's dropped the ball somewhere. So don't reply to them until the next day because we got to, I've learned the hard way. I, I've crashed and burned a few times as far as energy wise. And, and uh, I've learned to make sure I don't do that again. And whenever yeah. I can feel a burnout happening, I just get up and leave town and, you know, like I said, go to Scottsdale or something like that. So, uh, you know, someone getting into the business today, what, what, like, what advice do you give a brand new agent getting into business today? I, I always say, you know, join a team or get a mentor, however mm. you want to do it. Even if you mm. just aren't part of the team, at least you're near them. Um, you know, mentors obviously charge mentoring fees now. And I'm getting approached a lot with that. And it's funny because I feel uncomfortable taking people's money. But I said, if you want to, you know, I'll meet you every day. I'll train you every day if you want. But I need to be compensated because it's taking up a lot of my time. You mean a mentor so, like will get like like a 10%, to half of your first commission, 25% yeah. and 10% of your third. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes say, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But, you know. Exactly. You know, so it depends who you're you dealing get, with. Yeah. Yeah. So team joining a team is pretty good. You know, you'll learn a lot. Um, I wish I joined a team when I first started. I feel like I probably could have even further than I am today. Um, but I'm also glad I didn't because I had to self teach my myself everything and it's kind of gotten me to where I am. So it's kind of, you know, you never know what would have happened the other direction, but I say, talk to, you know, join a team, maybe get a mentor. Um, and I even say to them, look, I'll sit down with you for, I'll meet you for coffee once a week. If you want just to talk for free and give you ideas. And it's funny. I sat down with this guy the other day and he said, you know, you know, he's struggling. He's been in the business two years. He hasn't really worked. And I said, well, here's, here's, here's five things. Go do these today. Yeah. He went and did them. Finally, I've told him this before and he didn't. And he finally went and did them. He's like, oh my God, I got a listing appointment on Monday. I go, well, exactly. I go, it's not rocket science. I go, it's not going to work every time. But I go, as long as you're working, mm. something's going to come to you. Well, you know, if I'm working on whatever, if I'm working on my website, I'm, you know, I don't, you know, the secret, you know, all that stuff. I go, if I'm working on my website, I'm going to, I get leads all of a sudden I get a, an email from someone else. I'm like, well, it's because I'm putting it out there that I'm working hard. People know that I'm, you know, nine to five, I'm in the office typically, or at least I'm working, which is why I email people back right away. When it comes to people I'm working with as far as buyers or sellers, I respond to them hyper fast because I know how important it is to them. Because when I'm buying anything, if I ask someone a question, I want to know right away. And the people who get back to me right away, whether it's cars or, whatever clothes or whatever the case may be the minute someone gets back to right away like Ooh, i like this guy i'm gonna use him right just based on response yeah rate. right yeah of course and one, of, one of the guys working with me right now i got i was getting really really busy three years ago two years ago we were just slammed and i didn't even have an assistant at the time and i was dying and he he wrote an offer on a, on a listing i had and i would you know i'd email him and he'd get back to me right away and then i'd send him the counter he'd get me the counter back right away, and i was like "Ooh, this guy's actually He's pretty good. He's pretty fast. He's pretty efficient. And I, I said, hey, can you work for me for a bit? I'll pay you per deal. And I paid him pretty good because it was like just jumping right into the mix, open houses, showings, all that stuff. So I appreciate when people get back to me right away. So I know that my clients, when they ask a real estate question, you know, we're dealing with our average price points over, you know, you know my average price point, let's say, is about 1.1 um, mm. as far as selling price. And I, that's a big deal for most people, right? So when they ask me a question, I get back to them right away. The yeah, seller, the only, 
Yeah, the only time I don't respond to them is when I'm sleeping. And I tell them I go to bed yeah, around that, that, That's how you beat them. That's how you beat them yeah. because the agents that have been in business a long time at big teams, they, they don't like picking up the phone. They don't like, you know, yeah. they, they, they spend their whole lives trying not to talk to clients. And, and, well, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, so. Yeah. And that's so, sort of the longest answer you've ever had about how do you beat a big team <laughs> with a big team. But uh, yeah, long, no, no, that's good. what I do is I, I pride myself on the fact that you're meeting me today. You're going to see me tomorrow. You're going to see me at your opens. You're going to see me doing the showings. I go, in any contract that comes in, you're talking to me. I go, you're not going to, it's like, hey, we got an offer. You're going to deal with someone else to negotiate. No, it's always going to be me. And, and they do appreciate that. That's awesome, dude. All right, Leo. Well, yep. th this has been great, buddy. Why don't you tell us about your free gift? As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift, an item of utility that all of our Rockstar Nation can listen to and use, actually. Print out, use, put on their cork board, whatever, on a daily basis. Yep. What, what, what did you provide today? So I, I've got three things in there. I've got, so when I get a new listing, a lot of times I send out a, a new listing mailer. And what it is, is, you know, people send those postcards and they're little postcards. So when I saw that, I said, well, I'm going to make a bigger one. So I've made a bigger postcard. And what I do is I focus on the listing. Only. So the first mailer that goes out, it's only about the listing. It's about you know, open house invites or whatever the case may be. So I send that out to, I think we try to average around a thousand, a thousand homes or whatever the case or condos, if it's a condo. And then after the home sells in Vancouver, you know, luckily things sell pretty good here. I usually send a just sold mailer and the just sold mailer is then more focused on, Hey, call me for evaluation, call me to talk about real estate, so on and so forth. Um, so I, I and it's funny cause I know I talked about only online stuff most of this time, but the mailer still works. So I still, I, I do send mailers out quite often. That's how I started my business. So I, I, I continue doing that. But so, and then I've also attached my time blocking chart. It's, it's empty, but if someone wants to talk to me about how to fill it up and what to do and structure, I'm happy. Yeah, to I mean, talk you, to you basically right? just told us on the show how to fill it out. If you want to follow yeah. him, just listen to the show again and, and, and fill out this blank chart. So we're going to put all of these things, guys, at uh, hybendigital.com backslash Leo Wilk. And it's L-E-O. W-I-L-K, that's L-E-O-W-I-L-K, hybendigital.com backslash Leo Wilk. And you can also find, you can find him on, on his show notes. I'm going to put all of his contact information if you have a referral to, to Vancouver, British Columbia, or you just want to say hi and follow him on Instagram or whatever. And uh, I'm also going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or simply texting the word toolbox to 444 999 leo this has been a blast buddy anything you want to leave us with no i i guess uh, i mean i guess for a lot of new agents out there if you're just starting like just put in the work show up at the office there's usually free desk space get around people who are working see what they're doing and just put it in and it'll come back to you it's not uh, it's not easy i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> it's simple yeah but yeah it's not easy Brilliant. All right, boss. Well, listen, have a great day. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come, uh, come on the show today. My pleasure, Pat. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe please the more subscribers that we get on real estate rock stars the better guests are attracted to the shows we'll get more guests from the top companies from the top teams and even more celebrity guests like robert kiyosaki and barbara corcoran also if you're not a member of our free facebook group go to real estate rock stars radio right on facebook and join the conversation I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, 
and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.